So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Yo, 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 what's up, brother? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so excited. Honestly, every time I sit down and hit record, I, I just have a different life in me. And, you know, some people are have been asking me lately, you know, Sophia, why are you podcasting? Like, it doesn't make your, your business any money. And, you know, you're not like you're not running ads. You're not doing like, where are you kind of going with this? And uh, my answer to them is really simple. Like, I do this for me. <laughs> uh, it sounds funny to say, but I, I do this because this is a, a passion project. You know, I feel like God has made me to speak and to teach. And there's so many ways to do this now. You know, back in the day, that meant you have to travel and be on stages. And I will definitely do that one day, but probably when my kids are a lot older, because uh, I want to be around. You know, I don't want to be on the road a lot when they're in their more formative years and um, stages aren't going anywhere. So there'll be lots of opportunities uh, down the road when that time comes. So podcasting has been a really cool way to do this. This is kind of how it started. Uh, but now, I mean, gosh, we have just been able to help tens of thousands of people on a, it's basically a weekly basis now. And um, I just, I, I think it's one of the funnest ways to impact people. So I just want to thank you for being here. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. And for those of you who are leaving ratings, reviews, sharing this content with other people, I cannot tell you how much that means to me. It literally means the world because uh, we don't you know, generate revenue and we don't run ads or sponsorships. So that is the only way that we're able to grow. And I still remember the, the, first, uh, the first month of this podcast. I'm actually gonna pull up the numbers here while I talk to you, but um, you know, I'm, I'm a stats guy. So like it, it's, it's always been very difficult for me to like not pay attention to the numbers, which is what I actually did with uh, this podcast the first little bit. Um, but hold on, let me get, I'm going to get the numbers for you guys. Cause this is like, it's almost comical. The first, uh, the first month that, that, that this podcast existed, I'm going to, hold on, I'm going to get this for you. We, we had 1.2 thousand downloads, AKA 1200 downloads for, uh, for a podcast in its first month. That's actually not too bad. Now at the time of this recording, this is two years later. Uh, this isn't even, uh, we haven't even had a full month yet, but in the month of July, um, we're about to cross 25,000 downloads. So this podcast has grown a lot and this is with very little promotion, no ads, no sponsors. It's literally all you guys. Um, and I mean, it's funny that we got 1200 uh, downloads the first month. Um, we've had multiple days in the month of July where we've gotten more than 12, 1200 downloads. So that's a daily number for us now. And all it's to say is if you haven't uh, done anything to spread the word and you do want to show some support, you can do it that way. A rating, a review, my goodness, a written review just means the world. It goes a really long way. And sharing this content, it all really helps. So thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate the support. Let's jump in to uh, today's question or today's topic, which is um, just the whole thing around communicating your needs. And this is a question that one of our clients had, but I'll be honest, I, I saw it. Uh, come up in one of my reports because I don't think it was in my call. I think it was in a um, one of our coaches' calls when this came up, and I I felt 
I felt it in my heart. Like I, I knew I needed to do this episode because I have had this, um, this mentality around communicating needs for a very long time. And it really hurt me. So l- let me give a little bit of context, just in case anyone's wondering, like, what are you talking about? The question is, does communicating my needs make me needy? And the reason that somebody might think this way is, uh, in my situation, we grew up in a very um, quiet environment when it came to emotions, needs, all that kind of stuff. Now, m- my parents definitely uh, tended to my needs. If I ever expressed that I needed something or that I was in distress, I, I still, I have tons of memories. I, as a young kid, as a teenager, honestly, even today, my parents would drop what they're doing to help me if they needed to. So it's not that my parents were neglectful. I want to make that make that clear, especially in case I got some family listening or whatever. Um, but I would say that um, the, the whole thing of like, it, communicating felt needs was pretty easy. I would say communicating more emotional needs that was certainly um, a little bit more taboo. And then I grew up as a boy. And most of you guys listening are are men or you're young men or maybe maybe there are some boys listening. Boys generally get the message that you should not have needs because that makes you look weak. And there is some truth to that statement. Uh, it, it is true that if you are if you are constantly asking for help, um, that it does convey a degree of weakness. And I would say to the wrong person, to somebody who is maybe super judgmental, somebody who lacks compassion for themselves, who has low self-esteem, they're going to make you feel bad for having needs, especially if they're more emotional. And it's tough, like, you know, because let's let's be real, like when you're a boy on the playground, if you're sad and you cry, you are going to get made fun of. You're, you're going to get picked on. Or, you know, in my case, I don't know that I ever had an incident like that, but I'm trying to think of other kids who maybe had those experiences. Um, they they were seen differently. We'll just put it that way. So maybe the mistreatment was not direct, but it was still there. It was just a little bit more subtle. So these are the dynamics that are at play as as a boy growing up. And if your home life is not really fostering this or or, or it is fostering some of the kind of oppression of, uh, or the suppression rather of, you know, communicating your needs and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't really leave a guy with much, uh, much wiggle room in this area. So that was my my situation. And uh, when I got married, I had no idea how emotional people could be because I married somebody who is very emotional. My wife is is wears her heart on her sleeve, um, just high levels of response at an emotional level, and really feels all the things, you know, she feels all of her feels, she feels my feels, she knows what I'm feeling before I do kind of thing. And I, um, and she's also has no problem communicating that, you know, I feel sad, I need a hug, or you know, whatever it might be. And that sounds so simple. But honestly, in the early stages of marriage, I would hear something like that and be like, you need a hug? Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, like, what, what you need a hug? Like, what am I your dad? You know, like, why are you coming to me with these needs? I had all of these weird visceral kind of reactions to somebody communicating needs. And I was the person who said, oh, wow, you're so needy. You know, like I I really, I honestly did have that kind of mindset. So this all kind of brings us to today's question, does communicating your needs make you needy? And um, I would I would answer that question very quickly by saying it depends on how you communicate your needs. Uh, every person deserves the the right and the safety 
to communicate what they're going through, to communicate their needs, and to have those needs get met, presuming that they're reasonable. That That's a human right. But a lot of the reasons that people don't get these needs met or they communicate their needs and it's met in a poor way is because they don't actually understand how to communicate your needs. So I think sometimes, like especially for guys like me who, who didn't really learn this, who had to figure it out, we hear communicating my needs and we immediately assume that we're hysterical, that we're, we're super somber, we're, we're in like our absolute low moment of the day and we're like, oh, you know, I'm just, oh, I'm such a mess. I really need some help. Like that's what we think being, you know, communicating our needs is. Um, I'll give you a better example. So like I'm learning this about myself that I store a lot of stress in my body. So um, so in other words, like I I tense up. Everybody kind of does this. But what I mean is I'm not someone who's like, I don't, when I go to the gym, you know, I'm at the gym five days a week, but I'm not like crushing weights and like getting all my like pent up energy out. Like I tend to just keep the energy in. I bottle it in. I like to maybe process it later. But what this does is it creates a lot of muscle tension. So getting massages is really helpful uh, for me. So I do a massage once a month. But then um, occasionally, if um, if I'm really feeling it, I'll ask my wife to just, you know, to rub my back. Just say, hey, I'm feeling a little bit tight, uh, a little bit stressed today. Do you mind just rubbing my back? So when you contextualize your needs, it really increases your chances of them getting me- getting met. If I if I go to my wife and I say, uh, can you give me a massage? Well, all she's evaluating is, do I have the strength? Do I have the energy? Do I have the interest to help you meet your need? If you if you if you say, hey, I I need a vacation. If that's all you communicate, th- there's not a lot there. If you say, I need a hug, even that, I mean, again, like if you have a loving, supportive relationship, saying I need a hug should be fun and you should get a hug. But the more context you provide, the better. So does communicating your needs make you needy? No, but if it's done poorly, it does. So if if all you do is just state what you need, I think that can often come across as needy. Now, when you're a child, that's all you know. That right like again, we need to see this in in the proper spectrum of development. When you're young, that is what you will you you as a child will say I need this, I need that. What happens is uh, we we fail to develop emotionally as men, and so you know as grown adults, we're developing this emotional skill set, and it does often sound like I need this, I need that, and we sort of expect people to just meet our demands. Now, as you mature and as you grow, and if you do a, a program like ours, or you're getting some help with a therapist, as you emotionally mature, the way that you understand your needs and communicate your needs should start to change and improve as well. And the the big key here is that we're always providing context, okay? Context is king. So if I tell my wife, um, I need a massage, well, <laughs> that's just that, that's not how you talk to your wife uh, to begin with. But number two, it's just not an effective way to get my needs met because now it's simply I've made a demand and the question is, can you m- meet my demand, right? Now, if, if I say, um, I'm sore today, can you give me a massage? Um, well, two things have happened. Number one, I've provided a bit of context by explaining I feel sore. So there's, you know, an opportunity to get some empathy. And then number two, rather than saying I need a massage and stating the need, I've now asked a question. So I'm empowering the other individual to say yes or no to meeting my need. And and just so it's clear, that person has every right to say no for whatever reason it may be, whether it's good or bad, they're allowed to say no. So that's an important part of this is we do not communicate our needs with preconceived expectations that this individual has to say yes. Um, otherwise, 
again, you are you are going to come across as needy or a tyrant or both. And that's not a good look for you. Okay, I don't want that for you. Um, now let's 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 kind of take this to the next level. Um, if 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 I say, um, hey, I uh, I had a really stressful day today. I can feel that I've kept a lot of this stress in my body, and I'm feeling pretty tense. Would you be willing to just get to to rub my back for like five minutes before I go to bed? Who's gonna say no to that? You know what I mean? Like, in, unless unless I've been a total jerkwad the rest of the day. That's pretty easy to say yes to, and it doesn't really come across as needy because I've given context, I'm asking it in the form of a question, so I'm giving a yes or no opportunity for the other individual, and I've also minimized it without being unrealistic. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, can you just rub my back for five seconds? Because it's like, well, five seconds, like, you don't actually want to back rub for five seconds. What you're saying is you want it quick. Um, but if I say for five minutes, five minutes is actually a pretty long time to just be rubbing someone's back. After a couple minutes, I'm probably going to be good to go. So um, these are some some tips if you're if you're like me or or maybe you're further along or, or maybe you're way on the other end of the spectrum, but you're trying to figure out, okay, I know I have needs. I know they need to be communicated. This is part of healthy relationship and it is your your wife. Uh, or your significant other should see you in these places of need. That is what makes a relationship. And the way you can um, communicate it, the way you express it really goes a long way to how you're perceived and how you're perceived does matter. So um, so hope, hopefully you guys are kind of seeing it. This is a lot to cover in a, in a short episode today. Um, but I, I hope this gives you a little bit of clarity, a bit of guidance, and, and maybe we'll do some more content on this if you guys like it, because um, I could see this being a, a pretty important subject. So that's everything for today. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. And please, if you saw value in this, make sure you leave a rating, a review, or you share this episode. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.